Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Internet DNA. Me, Abby. And me, Dan. Said slowly and thoughtfully. Yeah. This week, we're going to be discussing 5G or fifth generation mobile networks and to see really whether it's going to change our lives, whether this super fast information highway that we've been promised for so many years is perhaps arriving or whether it's another web 2.0 flash in the pan. Each time we get an increase in bandwidth, it opens up new technologies, technologies that are bandwidth high. So 4G opened up video for us. Well, I think yeah. we should start with what all the Gs are. So G means generation. And yeah. 1G was basically making phone calls on a mobile network. 2G was being able to do text messages. 3G yeah. was accessing the internet. Yeah, fluidly. 4G was accessing the internet 10 times faster. Yes. And that opened up media for us. The first iPhones came out, they didn't have 3G. So it wasn't that you couldn't do it. It was just it was tiresomely slow. Well, 5G is suggesting that it's going to be 100 times faster than 4G. Yeah, which will give us some bandwidth. So instead of downloading a movie in 10 minutes, you're downloading it in 10 seconds. It sounds to me actually like the only thing 5G is going to be good for is gamers and they're going to be really happy. Or anybody who has wired network because it removes any requirement to have routers. And if you've got that kind of bandwidth coming through your phone, Suddenly, you don't need an internet provider. If you've got unlimited data, you just set your phone up as a hotspot. It does opens up a lot of possibilities, which are all to do with bandwidth. And, you know, if we look into the future, 6G, 8G, 10G, 24G, what's really interesting is what do those capabilities, what does that bandwidth start to open up as a technology available to you anywhere? So at the moment, you want really high bandwidth applications. You're kind of forced to sit on a computer or a wired network or a very high-speed wireless network in order to do those things. The cost of data through a phone is extortionate. Well, if you tried to run your house off a 5G network, I did try it on 4G for a month and I was stung with the £250 bill. So let's say you find out that during a month you use 20 gigs of data. Go and buy yourself a 25 gig data plan or an unlimited data plan Obviously, the danger with 5G is that now you're accepting data so much faster, you're going to be using more. The faster the internet goes, the more bandwidth we soak up. Now we don't have to think about, do we want to download a movie that's going to take all night to download because it takes five minutes and we just download it. The actual size of the movie hasn't changed. Our perception of that as a thing has changed because now it's a five minute thing. It's almost inconsequential. 5G will get cheaper. I mean, obviously, it's the bright new shiny child on the block right now. I think you have to be careful before yeah. moving your whole house to a mobile network. But you're right, maybe that will change. But as well, I don't think we're going to be wanting to download things so much. as It's streaming that's so important. Yeah. Our lives are now dependent on Netflix, streaming movies. And it seems that the movies or videos are counting for more and more of the data that we're using, of the downloads, the internet traffic. I think it's grown to yes. 80% of internet traffic is movies. And so we do need faster, more immediate Yeah, broadband. it's video. I mean, it's mostly cats falling off sofas. It's not movies necessarily. It's video of some form or other because my children don't watch TV. Even if I'm on the TV, they're watching Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube, Vivo, TikTok, whatever the hell it is that they're on. And it's all video. And if you think about applications like, for example, Instagram, which used to just be images, 
almost every post now is video. And that's because yeah. people have the bandwidth to watch it. Five years ago, you couldn't have done that because no one would have ever sat there, waited for that video to download because it would have taken them an hour. That's why it. we're much more used to searching and learning through written documents, whereas now younger generations are much more attuned to searching and learning through video because it's yeah. available to them and therefore why wouldn't they? Exactly. But it might be worth explaining a little bit about what 5G is and therefore how it's really going to work for us because the excitement is these millimeter waves isn't it these really short waves because low bandwidth give you long waves which are helpful you know several miles and then you get mid bandwidth which are shorter waves and then you get these really short waves which are really really powerful but they don't go very far and they don't go through buildings or trees or buses or anything so it's how that's going to be used if you're in a city with lots of masks great there's going to be lots of places that it can get you but out in the countryside i think we might have a few too many trees and perhaps we're rather a long way away to be able to even benefit from that i mean you're talking to a person here who doesn't have super fast broadband in fact my broadband speed is two megabytes and to be fair no one cares about, what, about me who live in the mid- no they don't <laughs> i hope you care no i mean i care but uh, when i say people don't care like one of the problems of this 100 percent coverage is to drag a fibre cable across the highlands of Scotland to some croft 18 miles from anywhere else, you're never going to make your money back. And also, that person that's bought that croft in the middle of the highlands kind of knew when they bought it that the internet was going to be sketchy. No, I don't think that's an argument at all. Really? I think, why shouldn't I have as good broadband just because I'm living in the middle of nowhere? Well, I didn't buy my house going, I'm in a mobile phone black spot. I can't even use my phone. If you were somebody who had said, right, I'm going to run an internet business, one of the key things that I, I need... I am in my running internet... an internet business. Okay. And one of the key things I need is internet. It doesn't mean I've yeah. got it. So maybe when making <laughs> house choices... Don't find a gatehouse in the middle of a wood miles from anywhere. Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of what I'm saying. If you were only buying a house for its internet, I would have suggested that your location was not the best. I know all these trees are going to play havoc with 5G. But what they'll probably do here, we have a thing called county broadband and they go to all the churches and they say, we'll stick an antenna on the top of your big tall steeple. And then you will get a percentage of everybody who signs up to this service. So it's good for the church because they get an income because they've got a tall building in the middle of a village let me tell you yeah we have that doesn't work too many trees okay don't live in the middle of a wood there are certain people in my family who have to tick certain boxes that are different boxes from my boxes and hence ending up in the middle of a wood yes let's get away from me and the fact that i'm never going to get 5g ever in my life you might not get 5g but what you will start to get is unsaturated 4g i don't even have phone coverage ah yes well see this man in the croft in the middle of the highlands you see is a woman in a wood in the middle of Suffolk exactly yeah my default internet is 80 megs a second that's the normal standard size okay but here's something else now when I was reading about 5g there's this wonderful thing they call beam forming which means with these millimeter waves you can directly shoot at whoever it is you need to shoot at with your beam and that's meant to make it even better and actually that's terrifying the fact that I don't get any of this does it mean that I'm going to live longer because I am not frying my brain as much with all these microwaves is that not going to be a problem there's been no scientific study that has ever shown 
that anything to do with mobile waves has ever done anything to anyone. But that's like saying E never harmed anyone because the people that took the E haven't got old enough for it to affected them yet. The people yeah. that have the phones attached to them all the time haven't got old enough for it to have affected them yet. Well, I will run with that, that that may possibly be a problem. You can live longer. <laughs> like, go for your life with your two meg broadband. It's going to feel like you're living longer. <laughs> so, well, videos, we were talking about watching it in high speed. I watched it in slow speed with sort of glitches and pauses. <laughs> Obviously, 5G will be rolled out from high population areas where it makes a lot of economic sense, and it will slowly get pushed out to the less economically making sense and then finally the idea would be that you will start to get even to the places that don't make any economic sense because they're then subsidized by the places that were economically viable that's better and, that's, and better now i'm a drain on society is that well, what you're saying I, in that perspective perhaps <laughs> okay I mean, at the moment no because you had to have a telephone so you're still using your copper line that you had to have anyway you're not a drain yet I probably was when they had to put the telephone up here. I mean, we don't have mains water or mains gas. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to take this on to something else. Why do we need it anyway? I get that we need to watch a movie without it stopping and glitching like it does for me, but why do we need bandwidth? Why do we need bandwidth? I understand on a tractor if you're using the internet to help equally cover and not cover in the places it doesn't need fertilizer across a field. You're getting the data that you need and sending it back. But then that falls apart when you get to the corner of your field that there's no connectivity. So that doesn't really work. I understand in finance where you can't be like me sort of pressing a button and waiting a few seconds. But why as a human being do I need to be watching things on high speed? Do I need the movie to start in 0.0001? of a second as opposed to just one second well just because it's what you've come to expect there's a difference here between do you need as in will you die without it no no you'll live longer apparently you'll (laughs) live longer but the other side of that is do you really want to go back to an internet on 14.4k modems was the internet better then no it was dreadful you need more bandwidth you're already in fact have spent most of this podcast <laughs> complaining that you don't have enough bandwidth yeah. i know but i'm saying that i want to get to 4g capability perhaps yeah um, you want to get to i mean i'm talking about fixed bandwidth yes yeah. i want to be where most people are now i'm not greedy about it no but that's because you've never experienced it once you get to where normal people are or people in high bandwidth areas are, then you'll start being annoyed by the fact that it does take five seconds for a video to start. And the fact that when your son is sitting downloading something on one thing, it's affecting your internet somewhere else. What you really want, if you imagine it in the future, is you want infinite, where you are literally connected in real time to everything. Now you're getting into sci-fi, living in VR. Yeah. You want want proper VR experiences. You want to be able to walk down a street that looks like something out of your dreamland where trees are colored pink and made of candy floss. With infinite bandwidth, you can do that. You could augment the reality in real time with anything you wanted. So I'm not saying that we need it, but I'm saying... I'm coming around to it now. Candy (laughs) floss trees. Yeah. I could go and paint the woods around me. Exactly. <gasps> oh, okay. Yeah. I need five that, Your children could paint woods and you could go and explore their painting and then change to someone else's painting. How does Isn't someone else want beautiful? it? Beautiful. Well, you know, so now. Now, got... would we be using glasses or by this stage, would we have chips in our head to do this? It could be glasses, maybe contact lenses. You might have them inbuilt direct into your cornea. That we don't know. And maybe that will be a choice. Someone will choose to be augmented biologically some people are, mm, i'm not that keen on that i'll rather wear a pair of contact lenses or a pair of glasses 
Okay. You know, sometimes I want to be able to lift the glasses up and see what's actually going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit it's a like bit living weird. in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. So you could have it where all cars look like charging rhinos. But I don't know why okay. you would want to Stop. do that. Oh, I do. Stop at the cars looking like charging rhinos. So let's say in London, you've got all these charging rhinos yeah. on their 5G and they're driverless. And then they drive down to see me or they don't. They charge down to see me and they turn down my lane and the Internet drops off. What do they do? Do they like drive well, into a field? Do they no, stop and cause cars. a pile up? Well, they're no, not. They're driverless cars. So how do they keep driving well, they, if they're not connected to the internet? Because theoretically, they could have already downloaded what they're doing. So the thing about driverless cars is that they are also self-aware of their surrounding. So even without the internet, they can tell there's a wall there. I thought they wall. needed sat nav. No, they need sat nav to know where the roads are. But once they've downloaded that map, let's say I'm traveling from here to yours. Before we start, because I know when we go to Rabbies, there's no internet. What I'm <laughs> going to do is I'm going to download the maps. I'm going to recall the last time I went to Abbey's to remember what all the features were from out of the camera the last time I went. And then all I really need to do is be able to scan for non-normal things like other rhinos charging down the road. So then it only needs to be aware of its immediate environment. A bit like you. If you said, right, I'm going to walk to your village, your brain already has a map in its head of how to get there. Well, mine yeah. doesn't, but most people's do. Yeah, it has a good idea. <laughs> Mine's to too busy painting the trees candy floss pink to be worrying about yeah. where the village was when it last remembered. But it already <laughs> has some vague idea that when I walk out the front door, I'm going to turn right or left or whichever way you turn. <laughs> and then I'm going to walk up this bit and then there'll be another road. And I sort of follow that road for a while and it sort of twists and turns. And then there's a church on the left and then there's a T-junction. You've got a vague idea. You may not be able to map it out millimetre by millimetre. But your brain already maps the world. And all you're doing, car, is to say, look, when you don't have the internet to update you every damn second, just remember what you did last time and scan for differences. Okay, that's all right. I'll keep the rhinos. They can come. Good. Hold on a moment. We're talking about 5G here, but it could be fixed super fast broadband. They're the same yeah. thing. And actually, we already have the speeds that we're talking about in 5G in the fixed fiber yeah. optic. Yeah, pretty much. So why do we need it mobile? Your phone has limited storage. So anything you save on your phone could be saved on the cloud and you just pick it up as you need it. Why save anything to your phone, any music to your phone? You just save it to the cloud and you listen to your music. It's got fast enough bandwidth just to pick a cup directly streaming it or files. You want to pick that video file up that you don't want to keep on your phone because it's a huge video file of you and your kids tobogganing in Azerbaijan. You show it immediately. Yeah, exactly. Immediately. So it's that whole thing of offloading storage into cloud systems. Plus, any kind of really high bandwidth processing that you need to do, and we've just talked about one, driverless cars, where they need to be feeding back all the time, picking up what's the traffic, what's going on, has there been an accident here, what's the, you know, what are the route times, let's change the route, all of that information they need to update. Plus, they also need to update scenarios back to their mother load to say, when I drove down this road, actually there's a tree that sticks out, you actually have to go around it, so that mm. in the future those cars have all got that idea that's what's there. So it's really about offloading data from whichever device you're on because if you're going to move into a world where that level of bandwidth is so high that it doesn't need to be on your phone anymore it can be anywhere then you start to allow your phone to do things that it can't do at the moment because it purely doesn't have the processing power everybody ends up being a dumb terminal so your phone doesn't have to be very bright at all 
all it has to do is talk to something that is very bright. Yeah, you don't need any of the memory. Is super fast broadband, be it fixed or mobile, is it because businesses need it or is it because people need it, individuals need it? There's three things at the moment, which is people need more bandwidth. Even I here with 80 megs, which let's face it, five years ago, 10 years ago, just seemed like a dream. 80 megs, are you joking? Still you know, is, I remember, yep. I remember when two megs seemed incredibly fast. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yes. just, wow, how fast is this? But our lives fill those spaces. So we add more stuff that needs more bandwidth, that requires faster loading of stuff. So I think there's that, just the natural... And we get lazy. Void. We don't have to unfill. We can only yeah. fill. We never have yeah. to clear out. Do you remember yeah. when you're only allowed 10 text messages on your phone? So you could only keep your best 10. You yeah. had to clear the others out. Yeah your best 10 the latest <laughs> 10 was most people's choice but anyway yeah i had my latest three and then about my best seven yeah so there's that b businesses are requiring applications to transfer more and more data near instantaneously and third there's a, just a marketing like 4g saturated so let's sell 5g because we can and then once really 5g gets um... saturated let's do 6g because it just pushes that my phone's not good enough. My thing's not fast enough. It's a part of marketing to sell more stuff. You can see in the places it's always, you know, education, healthcare, government, finance, where yeah. this really can make a difference. Yeah, the healthcare is the one place where you can't get enough technology involved because the very fact that people can immediately see people in other parts of the world to help do operations and of course technology doing the operations itself all those things the more immediate and, and, it is the more lives it's going to save yeah and actually i think but I think, it's is it, probably is it breast cancer where computers are something like 90 percent more accurate than human beings at detecting it because oh, they've just seen that. so many so even like a really really advanced breast cancer doctor has seen what maybe a hundred thousand Computers seen millions, millions and millions and millions. So it really has a very, very good idea of what a cancer mammogram really looks like. Mm. And very early as well. Because yeah. it can go, actually, I know what that mammogram looked like five years ago. I knew what it would look like three years ago. Actually, now I can put together that mark there, which doesn't look like cancer and isn't cancer now, but actually is a marker for what will be cancer in the future. It's yeah. powerful, that. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I hear a lot is 5G is going to make Internet of Things. But I don't understand that so much because a lot of smart technology, smart appliances, are only going to need the most minute, low bandwidth, not the super fast, because they're only literally giving tiny, tiny parcels of data every so often. So I'm not convinced that 5G is what's going to kick start that into so being widely got, used. If you've got a thousand devices all doing that, that's a lot of bandwidth, actually, in reality. Even though each device is doing very, very little, submitting its status report back to the manufacturer to make sure that it doesn't break, updating itself, getting the new updates, checking things, waiting for you to tell it to cool down, up cool, start, stop, unload, load, hoover, not hoover, all of those things. Although each one is a very small bit of data, they're constantly doing it. And actually, a bit like an agar, it's not the fact that they use a lot of gas at one moment. It's that they use it all the bloody time. And so actually, they use vast amounts of data. Imagine you've got 100 devices in your house constantly chattering back and forth to different servers. Even if it's a small bit of data at a time, they're doing it all the time, nonstop. One of the things that you find when you look at your bandwidth you use is how much of it is just 
little system tray stuff that's just chattering back and forth. Adobe going, do they have a subscription? Yes, they do. Do they have a subscription? Yes, they do. Do they, have, do they still have a subscription? Yes, they do. Constantly. Is there updates? No, there aren't. Is there updates now? No, there aren't. Yeah, yeah, I think I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Suddenly, it was like I felt like one of these things. Yeah, I'm, well, a, no, I'm a washing machine. We got an update. We got an update. But do you think 200 years ago, suddenly everybody was moving to the cities to work in factories because the jobs were in the cities, not in the countryside. Yeah. Do you think with the advent of this speed and what we begin to feel is a human right, this super fast, do you think that people are going to start giving up on the country and all coming back towards the cities? Because it's never going to get up to that person in the croft because, as you say, the money's not there, the drive's not there from the commercial. Unless Corbyn nationalises the lot, then we might get a yeah, well, I'm not getting into politics, especially at this point in time. <laughs> but you will get it. You know, five years ago, your house would have had no internet. It would have been a modem. You'll just get it a lot later because there are certain things that drive that requirement constantly. So people living in very remote places won't have the access to the kind of speeds that people in more built up areas have. That's for sure. But it will all keep on moving forward. Yeah, exactly. So eventually they'll put fibre down your road. It's, well, it's just meant not to be happening to... this year. They're but running out of time. But then you're still so far away from the actual green box anyway. Thanks. That, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> so have you got anything else you want to say on the information superhighway that might be coming up my track? Because we're slightly out of time. It will be interesting to see. I don't think anybody thought when we got 4G that what that would really drive was the advent of applications like TikTok and Instagram. It will have unintended consequences. And I wonder if that was a really useful consequence or just a time-wasting byproduct. Yeah, but time-wasting byproducts are kind of what people want. Depends the way you look at it. From a marketing yeah. perspective, you're marketing yourself and a lot of people are making a lot of money. But from the other side, a lot of people are spending that money and spending a lot of their hours and time and lives as well. We've chosen two really banal ones, but there are other apps on your phones. When I was in America, I used an app called Move It, which just tells me all the bus, train, tube, flight, taxis, all of the information in one app. So I can choose actually how do I need to get from A to B, which as a foreigner is quite a difficult thing to understand. So there are useful applications of this technology. It's a sad fact that humanity tends to go towards the more banal ones but i'm not here to change people attitudes. i've got an idea next week why don't we talk about which apps we really do find useful yes and which apps have sat on our phone that we thought would be useful and actually we've never used and which apps on our phone have we never used but our children seem to have taken up and used incessantly well on that note i will speak to you next week bye bye i'll speak to you next week and i'll be in new york 